April 1934, still in Texas. As usual, Bonnie and Clyde are speeding along, hair blowing in the wind, in their ever-present khaki Ford Model 18. The couple is at the peak of their glory. Bonnie and Clyde love seeing themselves on the front pages of newspapers. In the photos, they appear strong, beautiful, and powerful. They never expected so much notoriety, which only grows as they continue their exploits. Always joyful and in high spirits, always in sync with each other. Quickly, the law enforcement starts following them. The shrill sirens drown out the noise of the engines. In yet another escape attempt, Clyde loses his composure. Once again, he reaches for his gun. He shoots without hesitation, killing two police officers. Edward Wheeler and Holloway Murphy fall under Clyde Barrow's bullets. Clyde couldn't care less, and Bonnie has also become accustomed to violence. All that matters to them is advancing their pieces towards the wealth they believe they deserve. But will their all-powerful aura last? You are listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Bonnie and Clyde, Episode 4. A car riddled with bullets. One year before this episode, in June 1933, the couple had a car accident. Speeding down the road, the car flipped over and caught fire. Clyde quickly manages to extricate himself from the burning vehicle. Once out, he tries to save Bonnie. He doesn't want to lose her. Leaving without her is unthinkable. Bonnie is trapped on the passenger side. Her right leg is on fire and she can't move anymore. The pain is unbearable and she screams in agony. She gathers herself not to pass out. She doesn't want to see her life flash before her eyes. Not now. She and Clyde still have so much to live and accomplish. So, in a desperate surge of strength, she ejects herself from the car and then faints. When she arrives at the hospital, they load her up with morphine. Weeks later... When she's discharged, she no longer walks the same way. The tide begins to dangerously turn for the duo, but they have faced worse, and nothing will stop Bonnie and Clyde. Are their motivations solely about stealing, breaking the rules, without any morals or principles? In the poems Clyde writes, undoubtedly influenced by Bonnie, we can read, We don't want to harm a man, but we must steal to eat. It's as if for once, Clyde Barrow is trying to justify himself, to give himself a little humanity. So far, no crime has dented the popularity of the outlaw couple. It's astonishing for such a violent duo. As they risk their lives to stop them, 
the American authorities feel offended and ridiculed. The press play a significant role in this. By glorifying the evil lovers, it only enhances their reputation at the expense of the police. The police force is furious. The latest crime targeting two of their own, coupled with Bonnie and Clyde's growing popularity among the public, fuels their desire for revenge. This time, it's too much. The police not only want to apprehend the duo, but above all, to kill Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow. So, the police from five states join forces under the direction of Frank Hammer, a Texas Ranger, also known as Texas Patrolman. He devises and unfolds an entire strategy to finally end this nightmare. Before continuing this episode, we wanted to thank you for listening. If you want to continue supporting us, subscribe to Bababam Plus on Apple Podcasts for uninterrupted listening. Or listen to this message from our partner, without whom this podcast couldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. On May 23rd, 1934, Bonnie and Clyde continue to rack up the miles, as they have been doing for days, weeks, and months. This time, they venture into the Black Lake region in Louisiana, always on the lookout for their next offense. On the side of Route 154, also known as the San Marcos Pass Road, a couple whose car has broken down asks for their help. They agree, with no ill intentions in mind. After all, they're not that bad, right? One could almost forget that they have already taken the lives of no less than 12 people. The problem is that it's not a genuine cry for help. In reality, it's a ruse. A ruse orchestrated by Frank Hammer. When he learns that Bonnie and Clyde plan to rob a bank in Louisiana, he knows it's time to set a trap for them. So, he and his men position themselves on the route leading to the town of Arcadia, where the coveted bank is located. They are in place by 2 a.m. It's not until around 9 a.m., just as the law enforcement was starting to lose patience, that the duo arrives and falls into the trap. As Bonnie and Clyde are about to assist the couple, six policemen emerge from their hiding spots and open fire on the famous Ford and, of course, its occupants. There is no respite in the shooting. It's a real massacre. Pistols, shotguns. The police have armed themselves to the teeth to achieve their objective. The car ends up in a ravine, and the bodies are so riddled with bullets that they are unrecognizable. At the ages of 25 and 23, Clyde and Bonnie lose their lives. The Bonnie and Clyde adventure definitively ends on May 23, 1934. Well, not entirely. Even though they are no longer of this world, they continue to live on well beyond. And this is still thanks to the newspapers, which are relentless in pursuing the story. The morning after, the Dallas Morning News publishes the headline, Police Kill Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow, followed by numerous other media outlets eager for details. Photos 
and 16mm footage of the carnage are now accessible to the whole world. The photo of the car, riddled with dozens of bullets, becomes particularly popular. It circulates worldwide. It's as if their sudden deaths elevate them to the status of legends. Even while waiting for their burials, Bonnie and Clyde continue to attract attention. To identify them, their bodies are displayed in different funeral homes in Dallas. Men try to touch Clyde, even tearing pieces of his damaged corpse. Other onlookers are only waiting to catch a glimpse of Bonnie's lifeless and unrecognizable body. Morbid disorder reigns. 20,000 curious individuals are present at the funeral. Then, the two are buried 24 hours apart and separately, contrary to their wishes. Barrow at the Western Heights Cemetery in Dallas and Parker at the Crown Hill Memorial Park in the same city, as if they were being punished one last time. Even afterwards, the couple is never forgotten. Decades later, they become even more than just Bonnie and Clyde, the enigmatic and glamorous gangsters. They are much more than that. They become symbols of rebellion against American society, particularly against the Great Depression of the 1930s. They are the avengers of the poor, shedding light on the forgotten ones. Elevated to crime stars, Bonnie and Clyde remain a significant part of popular culture, beyond American borders. A commemorative marker is erected at the site of their death. Even their famous car has become legendary. Like a relic, the Ford in which the duo was neutralized is still on display at a casino in Nevada, in the middle of the desert, 70 kilometers from Las Vegas. The car that served as their mount, taking them from one crime scene to another, the car for which Clyde had even written to Henry Ford to thank him for creating the vehicle that allowed them to escape alive from so many getaways. Films continue to be made to tell their story, such as Bonnie and Clyde, a thriller directed by American filmmaker Arthur Penn in 1967. Serge Gainsbourg and Brigitte Bardot dedicated the song Bonnie and Clyde to them in 1968, followed by Beyoncé and Jay-Z, who sang and rapped 03 Bonnie and Clyde in 2002. On the big screen, in our ears, references to the gangster duo Allegiant and far from disappearing. And this is despite their eternal cruelty. Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production. This season was written by Anaïs Koopman, performed by James Bragg and Deborah Reynolds, and directed by Gilles Bavulac. If you enjoyed the episode, don't hesitate to leave comments and stars on all listening platforms. <laughs>